This podcast is a project of the Mass Cultural Council. We believe in the power of culture, the arts, humanities, and sciences to enrich communities, advance equity, and foster creativity. And really thinking about how do you make sure that a city like Boston, who has had a long history of Latino, you know, Latinos in the in the city, are able to uplift that culture and that history and recognize it in a very symbolic way. Hi, I'm Anita Walker at the Mass Cultural Council, and welcome to Creative Minds Out Loud. Our guest today is Selena Miranda. She is Executive Director of Hyde Square Task Force, and welcome to our program. Thank you for having me. I am so glad you're here, and there are so many things we could talk about because you are one of our star organizations in our Creative Youth Development Program, but I want to start with one of the really significant and signature accomplishment of the young people who are at Hyde Square Task Force, because in the first and only instance that we know of in the country, it is the youth who stood up and said, we want to create a cultural district. We have 46 state-designated cultural districts here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, but this is the first one that was really put forth by young people. Yeah, no, definitely. And when you think about sort of the, the history of it, right, there was an effort by adults before the young people got involved to actually get the neighborhood recognized as Boston's Latin Quarter. And the efforts were there, you know, the energy was there, but then everything kind of fizzled. And then it was the young people prompted, prompted by what was going on politically at that time, which was felt in like a lot of anti-immigrant sort of narrative uh, that was going on national. Our young people felt the need to make sure that they spoke up and that they started talking about the importance of having a place to call home and a place that recognized their strengths and their assets. So before we talk about the how they mm-hmm. went about doing yeah. this, first we should probably give just a bit of an overview of the program. Sure, so Hyde Square Task Force has been around for 30 years, almost 30 years now. And we started as a effort by neighbors to come together and address what was going on in the neighborhood. And at that time, there was a lot of violence and a lot of drug activity in the area, and people were feeling unsafe. And so neighbors came together and said, we must do something. And very early on, thank goodness, they realized that young people and the voices of young people were powerful in the transformation of a neighborhood. So ever since then, our young people have been central to all the work that we do and using the arts as a way of getting engaging young people. But it's more than just the arts. It's about really raising social consciousness and the agency of young people to realize that they can make a difference. I love the way you say that because I have the privilege of talking about our creative youth development programs all over the Commonwealth. And we support about 70 right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people think, well, these are um, arts programs arts activity programs. And while the arts is powerful in these programs, it isn't about making a young person a better painter or a better dancer or a better musician. It's something about the power of culture that really unleashes agency. These are not broken kids that need to be fixed. These are kids who are literally transforming our world and they do matter and can make a difference. That is correct. And I've seen the power of it, uh, whether it's on the individual level right? It's the young person who comes in, they're very quiet, kind of shy and off to the side. And then over the course of weeks, they realize that they, their power of their voice, right? It's not that they didn't have a voice. It's the volume of their voice that they discover throughout the process from an individual level. I can advocate for myself, etc. And then there's the group process that happens to recognize as they're 
immersing themselves in their art form and they're discovering more about themselves and their history and their neighborhood and how they can make a difference and use the arts as a way of communicating. And make a difference in their community. So we now come to the cultural mm -hmm. district program. As you said, a lot of fits and starts yeah. getting that going. That's we right. wanted one in the Latin Quarter. And lo and behold, the young people at Hyde Square Task Force looked around. What made them think about a cultural district as being something important there? Well, you know, it's uh, initially it was working with the city council, right, in Boston, the city, to get, it, get them to recognize this neighborhood and its history. But then as they started to uncover more and learn more about the Commonwealth, and the cultural districts, recognizing that there was more they can do to even get get our neighborhood recognized, not only at the local level, but at the level of the state. And so as they started to learn more, they're like, there's something here that we can do. And we would love that kind of recognition that then would uh, elevate sort of the importance of the neighborhood beyond the local. And really think about for those immigrant families who have been pushed out of Boston to have a place to come home to, to be, to feel like, you know, they could come eat their food and experience sort of a peace that they left behind in their home country. And so that became very important to them as they started to think and understand what the cultural, what cultural districts can do. So what I love about this story, and I, I, I should share with our listeners that, um, what I love about the cultural district program is that I get to go on the site visits <laughs> to right. every single community that uh, applies to become a, a state-designated cultural district. And I will say that the most common, actually 100% of every applicant, except for the Latin Quarter, <laughs> usually comes to us and when I say, why do you want to be a cultural district? Why do you want to create a cultural district? There's usually an economic imperative in there. Mm -hmm. Usually we want to attract more visitors, more tourists. We need. We don't have enough restaurants downtown. We want to sort of revitalize a sleepy area of our mm -hmm. community through arts and culture uh, with sort of an economic agenda mm -hmm. behind it. And so when I came to your organization for our site visit meeting with all the young people and everyone else who was involved in putting forth the Latin Quarter as a cultural district, as we went around the table and I was listening to people, nobody mentioned anything about economic impact. Nobody mentioned anything about attracting tourists and, you know, spending more money. It was all about preserving the authentic culture of this neighborhood and a concern that we know Boston, you know, with real estate, scarcity, gentrification, a worry that this neighborhood could lose its authentic culture. That's exactly it. And it's been something that's been hard to communicate to folks and to, for folks to understand. While the economic vitality of the neighborhood is important, and we know that by increasing foot traffic, et cetera, you know, the businesses will do better right? They will have more customers. And in fact, whenever we have cultural events, that's exactly what happens. But while that's important, it is not the primary reason. The primary reason is really about having a place to call home. And also the meaning uh, from an immigrant perspective, I'm sort of first generation growing up in the United States. And as an immigrant, as somebody growing up, you know, home becomes wherever you are. That's home. And so to think about how important it is to be able to hear your language, to be able to get access to familiar foods and to listen to music, et cetera. And also now that I have, you know, I'm a mother, my daughter, and to be able to immerse my daughter in the culture that where we live, we can't find. And so that becomes critical. And really thinking about how do you make sure that a city like Boston, 
who has had a long history of Latino, you know, Latinos in the in the city, are able to uplift that culture and that history and recognize it in a very symbolic way, right? A sense of place and recognize it and name it as important as the North End. And celebrate it. And so celebrate it. To yes. your point about uh, your own child, I remember as we were touring and <laughs> we got to step into a number of restaurants, but we didn't get to eat at all of them, which was one of the big demerits because it, it is wonderful, authentic food that you can't find anywhere else. Um, so the smells coming out of the restaurants and the chicken and all the other things and you could list all the things i can't remember i can still smell them however they were so delicious smelling but we also went into a a neighborhood daycare center and the person who was running the center told us that people from all over greater boston bring drive out of their way to bring their children there so they can be immersed in the sights sound smells of of their uh of their native land that's exactly it and you see it whether it's in that sort of the daily Right. So in this case, in terms of the child care, right, you're daily coming into the neighborhood because you want to make sure you get grounded and are part of the neighborhood in that way. But there's also sort of the folks that on the weekends where as you're running your errands. And I hear this all the time, sort of from members of my own board who, you know, are Latino. They're like first generation, second generation Dominican. And they are like, well, yeah, I know I can go to all these other places to go get my hair done, but I want to come back to the Latin Quarter. And that's where I run my errands. That's where I do everything I need to do because I can find the things that I'm looking for. And so it's this ongoing influx, right, of folks who are coming in and experiencing the Latin Quarter from a very different perspective other than just I'm a tourist and I'm coming in and I want to see what the Latin Quarter is all about, which we welcome. Of course we want that. But it's also, it means something else to those who are having or sort of the taste of home, that piece of home and being grounded from a cultural uh, perspective. So the Latin Quarter uh, was designated, what, it's been a year or so. Yes. How do the young people feel about their accomplishment? They uh, were ecstatic, you know, because one of the things, right, that is hard as young people learn advocacy, organizing, et cetera, is that oftentimes things take time. And this was a journey that had been going on for two years before we got the official designation. Uh, But they were so pleased. Many of them were sophomores or freshmen in in high school when this got started. And for them to see this as their capstone project, if you will, as they're finishing up their time with us and going on to college, many of them sort of recall that moment as we were taking pictures in front of the in front of the church, you know, that's right right on Center Street and how just pleased they were to actually get to that point and see their hard work pay off. And what a confidence builder. What what a, a sense of meaning just in terms of the accomplishment, but also the certainty that they can go on and do more. And speaking of that, what's next on tap for the young people at Hyde Square Task Force? Yeah, so never a dull moment. <laughs> so uh, most recently, they they started working on a campaign to increase the arts, uh, to increase access to the arts for high school students in Boston. So Boston has done a fantastic job at increasing access for uh, younger students. So element, elementary uh, grades and also middle grades. But high school access lags behind. 
And so our young people have started building a campaign uh, around that. And they're going to be uh, soon, you know, talking to the school committee about sort of uh, one testifying on the value, their personal sort of how they have personally benefited, but how they would like their peers to have access just in the same way that they are, not only some of them in school, but also in the out-of-school time at High Square Task Force. Uh, so they have been building this campaign and working very hard to ensure that, you know, the district recognizes the good work that they have done, but that there's still room for growth, right? There's more to do for the high school students. There is something especially powerful about the voice of a young person. What is that? Well, you know, it's um, oftentimes, I think, in in our day-to-day, and I think of adults, <laughs> we don't stop to listen authentically to what young people have to say. And when you listen to them, you realize that their priorities are very much aligned with what we as adults say they need and they want, right? Um, so I think, it, but it brings sort of a level of authenticity and they're able to uh, uplift sort of, you know, the things that are matter most to them and really sort of let us know how we can be supportive in what they need as adults. And I think it's critical to have their voices, for them to tell their stories of how for them, uh, you know, in the case of this campaign, the arts, I realize how multifaceted their rationale for why the arts are important is to them, right? Part of it is making sure that they are able to celebrate, uplift their culture. If, you know, they don't want just the arts, they want the arts that reflects them, right? So they're very specific around that. But also for many of them, they struggle with mental health issues. And so having a medium, a way of expressing themselves and relating to the world, that it's not sort of your more traditional academic way of doing it is powerful. Sort of the changes that they have, they're able to articulate and talk about that I think allow us to understand more why we should be looking at a young person from a holistic perspective and not narrowly focused only on the mechanics of, you know, whether it's writing, reading, et cetera, or math, which are all important. Exactly. All of that is important. But at the same time, we have to pay attention to the development of young people and what they're saying they need to feel supported and to be able to grow into productive and healthy adults that we want them to to grow into, um, but really that they, they're looking for more than just sometimes the traditional, um, you know, things that we, we think are important as adults. Um, there's a lot more and the power that the arts has, and they, they can tell their story better than, than we can. And they also realize and they tell us they matter and they can make a difference in their That's community. That's correct. Selena Miranda, another one of our creative minds out loud. To learn more about this episode and to subscribe, visit creativemindsoutloud.org.